Hey, it's Paul. I'm a producer on the show. Just wanted to uh, come back with a little bonus episode this afternoon because I had such a great time talking to my friend Andy Kenny from CPR about uh, Prop HH and all the Tabor implications that that ballot measure might have. Um, but we ended up just talking more about Tabor and, and its history and basically all the times that anyone has ever successfully taken a chunk out of it. So please enjoy this short bonus episode and let me know what you think. So we're talking about Tabor, mm-hmm. this tax system that Democrats have reviled for many years, but haven't been able to get rid of. Yep. But they have tried. Yes, they uh, have tried. What happened the last time? So back in, uh, I think this is 2019, four years ago now, mm-hmm. Proposition CC was the last big whack at Tabor that anybody really took from the Democratic side. Huh. And it would have effectively eliminated the whole idea of a Tabor revenue limit or a Tabor refund, for that matter. It would have said no more refunds ever. State government can just continue to grow its revenues at whatever pace naturally happens. And that's something that Democrats have long argued for because they generally say, like, the general progressive argument is that, like, the whole like the whole equation and limit set by Tabor, it's like the re- revenues can only grow at inflation and population growth. They say it's just not a realistic representation of the needs of government. The economy grows way faster than population plus inflation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's no secret that property taxes here are lower than most other states. Property taxes here are lower than most other states. Um, and just in general, like our state's grown so fast, like economically, that we end up way faster than the revenue limits set by Tabor. So they made this case to voters back in 2019 pretty directly? Yeah, so back in 2019, I didn't cover this one closely, but the gist of it was that they wanted to do away with Tabor refunds and the Tabor limit in a major way and spend all that money on schools and transportation, maybe some other stuff instead. And voters just said, no, 2019, like Colorado's pretty blue at that point. And this measure failed by seven points, so not like a total blowout, but also, you know, this was their big try, and it just didn't work. Interesting. So that might be why Polis now is wanting to, like, background the Tabor elements of this new Prop HH. I would safely say, like, that that lives in the collective progressive liberal consciousness. It's like, like, what happened last time? It, like, it's very hard to take on Tabor head-on because people conceptually love the idea of a refund, I think, love the idea of Tabor. Who doesn't like as I put it in one story, get it, finding like proverbial 20 bucks in their back pocket. Right. There is one other time that somebody actually did take a chunk out of Tabor. Oh. One Mike Johnston. Whoa. What? How, tell me that John, story. Is it Johnston or John? It's Johnston. Johnston. Thank you. Uh, Prop 123 the other year, the affordable housing measure. Oh, of course. Yeah. That is funded out of the Tabor surplus pool. That is funded with money that would have had to be refunded otherwise. And the way they, I think, managed to pass it was, like, the language did not emphasize, like, would you like to give up a bajillion dollars of Tabor refunds and use it, Mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. Instead, it was like, should we house firefighters? Mm -hmm. And, like, way in, like, the 80th word or whatever, it was, like, surplus. Yeah, Um, interesting. Sounds a lot like, should we lower property taxes? More or less, yeah. Lead with, like, what you're giving them. Yeah. I think the question with HH will be, like, this current ballot measure will be, like, Voters I've talked to and and read their comments online seem skeptical about the idea that, like, wait, so I'm getting a property tax cut, but then you're raising taxes almost as much effectively by taking away my refunds. So, like, what's the rub? And I wonder if, in the end, they'll wish that they had emphasized, well, if there's extra money, it goes to schools. 
Because I, I think that people suspect that there's a missing point, missing part of this that they're not understanding. Mm-hmm. I suspect that. Like we're, they're like, <laughs> yeah. wait, you know, theoretically this takes away ten billion dollars in refunds, and we get ten billion dollars in cuts. So like, what? What's the deal? Where's the Where's the difference? Well, there's no difference. Like, what's the deal? Why would Why would I approve that? And like maybe I don't know. Maybe it would be more effective to say, hey, if this works out good. Extra schools money because that's true. Fascinating. One other, the only other time, Paul, that anybody ever. The biggest chunk anybody ever took out of Tabor yeah. was a Republican, actually. Who? What happened? Governor Bill Owens. This okay. is in the early 2000s. The state has just gone through the kind of 2000 tech bust. Economies really went downhill. Mm-hmm. And because of the way the Tabor worked at the time, we don't need to get into the mechanics of it, but basically it put the state budget in real trouble hmm. because like, Tabor like cinched down on revenues and they couldn't get it back. And they were looking at truly dire, dire cuts across the board. and To government services. To government services. Yeah. And so they came up with, like, hey, we need to raise the Tabor limit. Like, we need, we can't be refunding all this money. Like, you know, this is major cuts we're looking at. And Democrats and Republicans, like, got together and ran this campaign. Uh, I, was, I was talking to somebody who was involved recently, and, like, Republicans ran, like, the air war, the media advertising campaign, and Democrats, like, <laughs> got, like, you know, unions, I think, and, and you know, all kinds of Democratic groups together and knocked doors. And, like, you know, these are, like, enemies sitting together in a room. Hmm. Um, Bill Owens got on TV and apparently said, like, folks, there's a glitch in Tabor. <laughs> A glitch in table. I don't know if he really talks about that. And it was kind of a glitch. It was like, anyway, we don't need to get a budget into deficit. all the mechanics Perhaps. of it. But yeah, and like the state was going to be permanently stuck at like a lower budget level because of the way this recession had happened. And so, uh, you know, it worked like barely. And what strikes me about that is like you can go look up reports on like how much of an effect did Ref C have? 30, 40, $40 billion since then that the state's been allowed to retain and spend instead of refunding. And Ref C, that's the vote in 2019 that was going to do no, away sorry. with Tabor. Um, that's Prop CC. So Ref C, which did pass. Okay. Ref C passed back in the early 2000s. Huh. Because it passed, the state in like the 20-odd years almost since then, the state's been allowed to keep like $40 billion that it would have had to refund otherwise. Wow. And I have a feeling like if that's the way that it had been framed from the outset, like, hey, do you want to give up $40 billion in table refunds? People would have said, heck no. Hell no. <laughs> I'll say it. Hell no. If not, I'd like, and, and so what's interesting to me about that is, like, it raises this question. Like, it's really natural to say that you're taking away refunds. Mm-hmm. It's a taking because you are losing out on a future refund. And that just, like, doesn't fly with voters. Um and I, is that the best way to frame it? I don't know. It's the simplest way to frame it. But like, if you flip it on its head and it's like, well, this is about maintaining government services and like the positive of what it is, maybe it has a better chance of passing. I don't know. But point being, it's really hard. People see those refunds as something that is owed to them, which under Tabor it is. And it's really hard to convince them to give that up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real challenge to of uh, like political philosophy. Like, what do you want your voters to be deciding on what do you, what was the actual question people think they're answering? What actions do you feel like you have a mandate to take or not? Mm-hmm. It, it, the Tabor stuff is confusing as it is. It's also just very, very interesting what yeah. it has done to our state. Tabor says, trust the voters. And the critique of Tabor is like human nature is going to make the voters like lean 
one way or another is going to make the with human nature like people just instinctively say no when you ask them to pay higher taxes or do this and that conservatives say that's why we shouldn't raise taxes liberals say well they're not seeing the big picture you know liberals say people also want good schools and this and that liberals say we need taxes for that and so it's a quite a conundrum and that's that's the fight and that's that's the fight we'll keep having cookie crumbles (laughs) well thanks andy yeah thank you